welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 41. The listeners will have to, you know, I know they've come to expect pristine audio quality from <laughs> Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm just going to have to, you know, adapt or die. Yeah. Rule of BGs. That's the rule. I said that to the dude that was hate whispering me yesterday. Adapt or die. <laughs> Easiest reply. Said, <laughs> Easiest reply to any hate whisper. And he said, "Never." <laughs> that was weird. At first, I thought it was it was a hate whisper, which I guess it kind of was. I mean, he was he was like trying to make me feel bad about my build or whatever. Sure. Uh, but I don't know, he wasn't super hateful, though. Like, when I responded to him and stuff, he was just, he was kind of joking, being kind of <laughs> jokey and stuff. I don't know. I didn't get a super harsh vibe from him. Best kind of hate whispers there. Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's like, need a different word than hate. Like a, I don't know what kind of whisper it was. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a positive, necessarily. Not. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's when we were playing on Davius and Sally. I would say that these two make a pretty effective pair, wouldn't you? These two, in the past and recently, have they make a great pair. Maybe more so now than they did in the past. Oh, no question, absolutely. Yeah. Now, did we did tell me? Did Sally ever get a sixty-one and zero <laughs> uh, kill count in the past? <laughs> Uh, I guess I should remind remind people what these builds are. So so Davius, that's your name, but it's also the name of your main character, Magicka Templar, pure healer, right? That's right. Uh, Bad Sally is my orc stamina dragon knight, and she is an absolute killer. Uh, These two have always made a really good pair because Sally has always been very focused on damage, and she's always been very, very squishy. Uh, very much a glass cannon, and so she's needed a strong healer so that she can do her thing. And Davius, of course, has always fitted the bill on that. <laughs> That's all uh, he does. Throw them heels. I don't like to boast about kill counts uh, on the <laughs> on the show because, I don't know, it seems distasteful. But I feel like this one exception has to be made. Uh, with, with Davius's help, like we just said... Uh, Bad Sally here got a 61 and 0 kill count. I put a screenshot in the Discord. Uh, I mean, <laughs> absolutely the highest kill count I've ever gotten. I think probably the highest I've ever seen, actually. Yeah, it's the high, it is It is the highest I, I've ever seen for sure. Uh, <laughs> it was especially fun for me because playing on Davis is it's a unique playstyle because... You know, as as we've talked about in the past, he does zero damage. He has the the Sigic Order, uh, whereas light attacks and heavy attacks actually heal allies. So it's just 100% heals, no damage. It's kind of amazing to see. Like, you look at the numbers at the end of the match, and the damage <laughs> is zero. <laughs> uh, but it was just it was such a perfect one. Because when I pair up with Sally, I just, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out with Sally, just throwing the heals. I, you know, and I see people dropping. And it... You know, in that match, I just I saw all these bodies dropping, but I didn't really think about it. You know, it just seemed like another match, or just going around making sure you know Sally's health's up. But at the end of the match, 
it caught me so off guard. You know, it's just seeing that sixty-one and oh, I was. You just, were more flabbergasted than I was. I think. oh yeah, I I mean, I looked. You know, at the end of the match, I was like, all right, let's see, let's see what my heel numbers were. Let's see if you know Davis did okay. I was like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> and I looked down, and I was like, oh my my first initial thought, I was like, oh my computer is is, is glitching <laughs> or the game's glitching for me right now. Like it it the the numbers don't look right. Like that was. For like half a second, that was what my brain processed that as. I was like, oh, the, the numbers don't look like, it's not reading right. And then I just sat there and looked. And I was like, oh my, oh my, he, he got 61 kills. Yeah. Zero I mean, deaths. I want to I really quick slide in a couple of caveats here, okay? Sure. N- number one, this was not a death match. I nope. think it was a crazy king match, and we were 100% ignoring the the objective. In fact, I think I'm pretty sure we got third place and totally lost <laughs> yeah. that match. I think we I think we did uh, lose. Yeah. Uh, so that's caveat number one. Caveat number two. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a low MMR match. Uh, those people were dying. I mean, Sally packs a ton of damage. Make no mistake, but these kids were dying super duper easily. Yeah, uh, I think I think that they weren't. It wasn't that they weren't effective builds or players they just their strategies were that's what said the low mmr to me because they kind of kept coming at us in ones and twos yeah uh i think it just bears repeating that without a dedicated essentially pocket healer like you were straight focused on me i think most of the time that absolutely would not be possible even if it is a bunch of noobs you know sure Uh, that that build of mine is it's really really squishy and basically without a healer on her she trades kills like she gets a kill she she also dies almost every time yeah and there's you know that caveat goes for davius too is that the dave you know 100 percent heals he's got strong heals and he's tanky but if he's not paired with somebody that can actually deal out some damage it's just a you know he there's nothing he can do if he gets caught by himself in a match it's it's lights out i mean he can throw up some heels but it doesn't work you know he has to have he has to be with somebody that is really can that deal poses a serious threat yeah. it works really well because you know sally poses a, a serious threat yes, and if you're if you're keeping me alive they realize oh there's the healer let's focus the healer but you're pretty tough to kill you're a nord you're very mm-hmm. very tanky heavy armor plus you're just a straight healer so you're just really tough to take down uh, and if they spend just a few seconds focusing you, that means they're not focusing Sally here, which means she's yeah. ripping them apart. Uh, so <laughs> it works really well for us. That's that's yeah, that's kind of the secret to the to the to the special sauce of those two is that, uh, you know, they they do see the healer. You know, Davius, his main heal is the uh, uh, the, the remembrance that healing Templar ultimate. Oh, right. Um, and. You know, when you cast that ability in Battleground, it it immediately puts a target on your back that says, okay, this guy's healing, this guy's got healing capabilities. And so, like you said, it really does kind of shift people to start focus, focusing Davius, and then just Sally just kind of goes and lines them up as they're hitting me, and it, it does work out well that way. Um, I'll just remind uh, what Sally's build is. She's a, an orc, stamina, dragon knight, wearing uh, Unleashed Terror, of course. Everyone stop rolling your eyes, okay? I had to have at least <laughs> one character wear this set, all right? Everyone else gets to have fun with it. I get to have fun with it, too, all right? Uh, Unleashed Terror, Bloodspawn, the Maelstrom Two-Hander, the Master's Dual Wield, uh, Two Pieces Trainee, and the Malakath Band of Brutality. Basically, the meta, as long as you have a healer with you, I would say. <laughs> 
Yeah, just kind of a reminder of, of, you know, we're talking about the builds here. Just a reminder of Davius's build. He wears the five-piece Shulk uh, Exoskeleton, the two-piece Chokethorn monster set, uh, three-piece Naga Shaman, uh, one-piece Trainee, one-piece Pearls of El Nefe, uh, and that's that's a, a build he's rocking. Uh, yeah, these two go way back. Uh, I, I also want to try... We talked about this last night, I think. I want to try, Sally, with your uh, Magic and Necromancer healer. I think mm-hmm. that could be a really, really good pair as well. We haven't had a chance to try it out yet, but I think like all that CC plus the really strong heals and the extra damage that that character brings as well, I think yeah. that could be another really good combo. Yeah, I think that'd be a good combo. Um. So speaking of Magic and Necromancers, um, I played with my Magic and Necromancer, Despair, <laughs> and uh, along with your um, Stamina Warden, Bearclaw, the Nord, and I don't know, we might be burying the lead not starting with these two because <laughs> I think these are- combo. <laughs> this is, I would say this is our new favorite combo. Oh, Davius man. and Sally are probably our most effective combo, yeah. but Despair and Bearclaw- I think are our favorites right now. Uh, just yes. it's a, it's a zany, wacky time. <laughs> I'm absolutely hearing the yakety sax music in my head the entire time we're playing with these two. Um, it's nuts, man. There's just there's so much happening. We're basically just hauling an army along with us everywhere that we go. <laughs> it really is just a caravan of just mess, just running around the map. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, so just a quick reminder of Despair, my Magicka uh, Necromancer. She's wearing Ice Furnace, Savara Scales, and Mighty Chudan, uh, a Charged Frost Staff on the front bar, and a Resto Staff on the back bar. Uh, last week, I talked about um, trying out the Skeletal Arcanist and Necrotic Potency. I was trying those two new skills out on my bars. Both extremely good. I'm totally keeping them slotted. Everything's been working really great. Um my healing numbers have gone down. When I look at the numbers at the end of the match, as expected, my damage numbers have gone up because I have that Skeletal Arcanist in the, mi- in the mix now. Um, and my healing numbers have gone down because I've basically unslotted two healing abilities. Um, so that makes perfect sense. But I don't feel like the support is lacking whatsoever. I honestly feel like, like I'm still providing excellent group support and I make a big difference on the team. Yeah, for sure. It's it's as good as it's as good as it needs to be for sure. So I have that skeletal archivist and the spirit mender and blast bone. So I have three pets. Plus you have what didn't you say like eight pets in your bear claw build? They're not all targetable, but yeah, he's got he uh, when it's when everything's up and running, he's got eight minions swarming around him at, yeah. at any given time. <laughs> so the bear is targetable. You have the bear, right? The, the bear is targetable. Uh, and then I have the Arcanist and Blast Bones. I don't think the Spirit Mender is targetable. I'll have to check on that. But And then there's just the two of us, like our actual characters, you know? Yep. So that's like five or six bodies, <laughs> even though there's only two people present. Um, you mentioned last night, it's kind of a... It's, it's kind of sad to admit, but it's kind of true. It, they're kind of like lazy builds, you know. You can kind of just kick back and just and cruise with those builds, yeah. you know. It's just kind of they kind of play easily. Yeah, you know, it's a group. It's a group. Everybody putting their heads together. You know, all these minions. Everybody's everybody's helping out, doing their part just a little bit. Takes the yeah. pressure off you because <laughs> we're never really focusing any one 
particular enemy. We're just kind of making sure that everything is staying active. All of our sets and uh, all the timers on our skill bars and everything are just active as much as possible. And everything just kind of takes care of itself. I make sure that the Wall of Frost and the uh, Remote Totem are always in advantageous locations. But otherwise, I'm just kind of keeping those timers going. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, we talked about that strategy to these builds is very unique in the sense that in your main focus, instead of targeting someone or dealing that damage is, is just making sure everything is kind of up and running and operating as should be. Yeah. And man, we can seriously just walk over top of a team. Can we not? <laughs> like with these two, it's just like, like we can just saunter right on up and not even worry about it and just walk straight over top of them. It's, it's hilarious to watch. It really, it is. really is hilarious. I mean, one of my favorite things is, you know, Everybody will run up on someone in Battlegrounds that you're like, oh, this person's too tanky. They're they're a tank build or, you know, they're permablock or something like that. And so you kind of just move on if you're like, all right, they're not going to die. With this, this is <laughs> these two together, I have never felt that. Because even when we run up on somebody and we're like, oh, this person's not dying. In the back of my mind, I'm just confident that I'm like, well, just just give it about 30 seconds. They'll, they'll melt down eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it usually does. It's as long as they stand there, eventually it just wears them down, uh, yeah. regardless of how tanky they are. It's, uh, it's the perfect, like, it's like this traveling circus of horrors. <laughs> you know, it's exactly how I think of it. And it's, I, I really, I've, I've always thought of despair as like, I want this character to create this nightmare zone and then Bear Claw, even though it's not the same, like, you know, Necromancer theme, it really does add to that whole, like, <laughs> disorienting. Like, if you're in this space here, you don't know which way is up. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't move. You're immobilized. You're getting feared constantly. You're getting damaged from every direction. You don't even know where it's coming from. It's, uh, I don't know. Honestly, after a couple of badges, I ended up feeling pretty bad. Like, we should play... <laughs> With some characters that maybe feel a little more fair, because uh, I just feel like we're ruining everyone's good time when we're playing with these two. It's, we're having it's a too, great time. Yeah, we're yeah. having a blast. It's <laughs> it's too much fun. But yes, I, I do get that a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, like no fun allowed when we, when we have these two going. Uh, now, what was Bear Claw's build again? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just a reminder of Bear Claw's build. He does the five-piece Cold Harbor's favorite, uh, five-piece Unfathomable Darkness. Uh, Two-piece monster set, Maw of the Infernal, and then uh, he backbars the uh, Black Rose Prison dual wield. And <laughs> all of that together, you know, he still has the full Animal Companions front bar. So kind of a, a breakdown of the of the eight minions that are up there is that he's got the uh, uh, the bear, uh, the, the netch going, the Maw when that summons... Um, and then the uh, all of the birds flying around that swarm him from the unfathomable darkness, uh, and then the little uh, the baby guar for honor from Cold Arbor's favorite that kind of randomly pops up, and and even with it, you know, even not all of these are targetable, but it, like you said, and especially when running with despair, there's just so much going on that I even from just a visual perspective. I can't imagine it's easy to deal with it, even if they're even if the with all the stuff targetable. But, you know, with all of the CC you're throwing down and the slowing and then that maw, if that's in their face, that thing is so big and can be annoying. And then the bears right there. Yeah. 
And I'm using um, I'm using Raise Against Time also, which gives you uh, snare immunity and major expedition. And I'm just constantly weaving in and out of all of that, so hardly anyone can land a hit on me at all. It, yeah, it's with with all the CC you're doing it. It allows for kind of you know the 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 bear that I have and the the maw almost work like bear claws CC because they're just in the way and they're just blo- you know they're visual blocking. Yeah, um, that maw that. Big uh, Daedroth, man. That thing is huge. It is massive. And then what's even more great, you know, the one of the big negatives to the Cold Harbor's favorite, if I had to give it one, is that, you know, it's it's very easy to dodge. You know, you see that pop up, you see that red circle going. But when these two pair together with all the stuff going on, that thing hits so often because it's there's no way you can single that thing out with all the other stuff going on. And so... Yeah. Uh, it's a really strong dot that's getting thrown down, and the CC is uh, kind of holding him in place. Yeah, to CC make it is holding him well. in place. Uh, you know, and then you know, unfathomable darkness. You know, that's uh, I'd say a semi-popular set right now. So those birds are are hitting hard. Um, and then you know, mainly my goal with this build is is all have all that stuff up and running, like you said. Uh, I use the growing swarm. That's important to throw on people so that they're getting that minor uh, minor vulnerability, so they can take a little bit more damage. Uh, and then, you know, just throw some subassaults in there with, with the, you know, the, the cliff racer spammable. It amounts to a lot of damage. It's like, I think you said on the, on the last episode, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. And <laughs> between really these is. two, it's like 10,000 paper cuts. Uh, and really both of these, like you look at their stats and doesn't really look that impressive. Like despair barely has 2000 spell damage, but oh, yeah, all this damage not- is coming from procs. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, this build is is probably I, I would say this might be the most fun I've had with a build just because it's so was kind of off the wall. I didn't even really plan it, you know. It kind of happened spur of the moment because I stole the sets from Bear Claw, and so I was like, all right, well, let's throw this together. You know, I talked about that uh, last week, and it was kind of all right. Let's throw these on there and see how it works. And after testing it, it just it was such a a, a pleasant surprise to see how well it worked, and then pairing it with Despair. Um, well, we have such good cross healing too. Like Despair yeah. is a healer, and Stamina Wardens have pretty good healing capability as well. Yeah. So, like you can kind of work as a pretty good backup. Like if my ultimate isn't quite up yet, then you can probably pop some mushrooms or something to to help us out. Yeah, and I think that's another you know another more fun pairing is is like you said with Despair when you originally made your ma- magic and necromancer, you wanted it to be this. Uh, you know, the CC, all of this necromancer stuff going on, slowing people down, really, you know, bringing pe- bringing the enemies down. And that's exactly what it's become. Uh, and you mentioned this. What Bearclaw is right now is when when I first made him, you know, he was my very second alt after I made Davius. He was the first character I made after Davius. That was my original plan for him. I was like, all right, I want to be this guy that summons all these animals. And I had tried all these different alterations and I had just given up on it so long ago because I just couldn't make anything work and he slowly kind of found his way back and you you had mentioned this this week that this is exactly what i want him to be when he was first made and it's 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 an awesome feeling to kind of come full circle with him and and that build actually be effective and it being you know working really well yeah that is it is really cool i remember like when you were first putting uh unfathomable darkness on him and i was thinking like i don't know that set's not so great (laughs) but it's been buffed quite a bit you know Uh, helps 
you know, there's been a, a number of other changes is kind of make it makes it all come together now. I swear there's some dev at Zoss that is very much in alignment with how you like to play a build. There's, it seems like they're constantly like putting things in the game and making changes that very much favor your your style of theory crafting. No complaints. No complaints from over here. You know, I don't have anybody on the inside. I don't know what's going on, but I have no complaints. Likely story. Uh, I. I do have some possible exciting news with Bear Claw. At least, at least that it's it's Is he having in... a baby, <laughs> <laughs> little baby, little baby Bear Claw. No, um, I you know when they first announced the uh, point blank snipe, you said it's just the perfect situation for Bear Claw, and with everything else coming together for him, I actually spent part of this week kind of looking into well well is there a way to make this make sense uh, as a reminder bear claw is a heavy armor bow brawler heavy armor right? bow brawler in your face and so when that when that bow came out your immediate reaction was like i i know that it, you don't you probably won't use it but it's just the most bear claw bow ever yeah yeah it absolutely uh, is so there is a possibility i haven't done anything yet but there is a possibility and i've been kind of mulling it over that unfathomable darkness is back barrable because it th- all the birds come out at once and it's a 12 they come out for 12 seconds oh. um so if i can back bar unfathomable darkness and then replace the uh, black rose prison, prison dual wield uh i could find a way to make his front bar bow uh, the point blank snipe, and maybe <laughs> maybe swap out the cliff racer spammable and actually have snipe as maybe, that. As you that know, maybe just ability. try it out for funsies, even if you <laughs> know you're not going to keep it. I, I would I, love to just see it in action, <laughs> just just to see how it works. I I think I I already have the the Vatistram bow, so I I think it's definitely something I might work on uh, in this coming week just to just to make Bear Claw even more ridiculous. You know. You should do that at the same time that I, because I'm thinking of doing a ridiculous thing with despair as well that I don't think would be permanent, but I do want to just try it just to see. So despair actually began as a PVE build uh, where I, I just use her to farm dungeons. Uh, I like I queue as a tank and then I have all this AOE damage uh, and it works really well. Uh, I was thinking of basically just using the PVE setup in PvP, which is um, instead of the Mighty Chudan monster set, I use Grothdar. Um, so the other two sets say the same, still using Ice Furnace, still using Savaris scales, uh, but then add Grothdar. And then I would actually use the armor buff, but I would use the uh, Beckoning armor morph. That's the one where when, <laughs> when a ranged enemies directly attack me, it pulls them in, which... Normal, like I'm basically like philosophically opposed to chain pull in abilities. <laughs> I hate them so much, but this build is already so trolly. I don't know why not just go full troll. I mean, it, yeah, if you're gonna have a build that pulls people in, I mean, this is the one. Yeah, because I have all that CC, and one one thing I don't like about using pull in abilities for myself is it gives the enemy CC immunity, and good players recognize that fact and they know how to take advantage of that. You pull them in then they know, oh, I can't be stunned for the next five seconds, so I'm just going to go ham. And you may have mm-hmm. actually put yourself in a bad situation by pulling them in. Um, but with Despair here, she'll have that wall of frost with a charged ice staff, so they're almost certainly going to get immobilized as soon as they get pulled in because they're not immune to immobilizations. That's a, that's a soft CC. It's on a different cooldown. 
Um, so that could be perfect to pull them into this AOE disaster zone, disaster zone. They get stuck long enough to actually take some damage. And I don't know, it could work pretty well, but could also get me a lot of hate whispers. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm actually a little surprised we haven't gotten more hate whispers with this setup, but honestly not complaining about not getting hate whispers but uh the only hate whispers i've gotten this patch is when i play on bad sally the the build i was talking about (laughs) at the beginning honestly and it's happened two times that i can think of right now uh i'm I'm pretty sure that's the only character that has gotten any which i understand that it's a very frustrating build to deal with (laughs) yeah that makes sense and very low effort high damage i get it I complain about the exact same kind of builds. Go back to Despair Bear Claw. I I don't know about you, but this this is my most fun combo we have right now with with my Agreed. most fun character to play with right now. This is just I I enjoy every time we're queuing up, and this is the one that you know anytime we do battlegrounds or or, or plan to do battlegrounds for a night, it's like all right, we have to do this one. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll do a couple others, but this one is always going to be in the lineup right now. Totally. And they work well for any BG mode, too. Like <laughs> It's true. We learned that as well. Like, uh, we, we did really... Like, I know we complain a lot about Capture the Relic, but we learned that these two are pretty amazing at Capture the Relic because we <laughs> literally just kind of walk right up and take it, you know? <laughs> like, it's just kind of that easy. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's silly. It's silliness. And even, you know, like you said, we can walk up right and take it. Or if, or if we're defending, you know, there's oh, been there's so many no times. there's no way that, they're getting our relic. Yeah. yeah, there's so many times that a character will come up and they'll be like, it looks, you know, with all the stuff lying around, it, it looks like, like, what, is that a full team over there? Like, I'm just going to move on. Yeah, forget that. Uh, pretty great. Um, So those are the main two, I think. Sally and Davius and then Despair and Bearclaw, I think, are kind of the ones we're really kind of fixated on right now, which I think is a really good kind of combo for us to um i think when we really start if we when we start getting our real squad together you know someday whatever this happens (laughs) someday we're uh, still just having too much fun you know we get our our regular four four person squad where we're really like going hard and pushing for leaderboards i want to do that sometime soon and i think davius and sally might be in there seems like there's a good chance that could be the case uh, we also did a little bit of dual stam sork, dual dual torque sork action last night. <laughs> the dual torque sork. Always a good time. Uh, I don't think there's not a lot to say there. Our builds, well, your build has changed a bit, but I think you're trying to save that for later, right? Well, we'll we'll save the the build details. I'm still working out some kinks, but we'll save those for next week. But yeah, you know, I I was I did want to talk about because I noticed this. We only did I think we only did one battleground. I think we only did one last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in that battleground, I was thinking this as we were streaking through opponents. Um, <laughs> it was the uh, it was the one with all the portals. Uh, I can never remember the name of it, but it's, it's oh, um, um, El- Eld Angvar. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and we were we were in the part that it's it's got like all these little stone pillars over to it, and we're streaking in and out through these things and zigging and zagging, and. I just couldn't help but think how enemies are just seeing these two sorks. Like it must be like something of like nightmares to see these two guys. We were just zipping in and out and we'd kind of disappear behind the pillars. Uh, and we both, you know, we're both dual wield. So we'd streak them and then you'd both see us kind of spin to rent. There's just so much damage with the spins uh, and then streak back out. Uh, that was really just... the perfect map. And that was actually a death match, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, it was one of the few... We, I think we got two death matches last night. It must have been yeah, like our we lucky got, night. <laughs> we, uh, we were doing good last night. But uh, I was worried because we were on uh, two damage characters. And I was like, oh, man, we're not going to have a healer. And this is the pre-made queue. This is going to be tough. But that was actually the perfect map because we could just kind of divide really and was. conquer like that. It was yeah. really fun. If they tried to focus one of us, you know, they they could kind of get one of us down and then the other one kind of streak through and then both just start going and then we'd streak out. That was kind of the the feeling where it's like, good Lord, this, it must be so annoying trying to get hold of one of these characters. And then there's two of them streaking around. Yeah. I also want to say, we said we weren't going to talk a lot about Stamsork, but here we are. It always happens. You know, (laughs) you bring up Stamsork. Uh, I do want to say though, Stamsorks, they, they are the hotness right now, and what Very most so. Stabsworks that you see right now, they're wearing Unleashed Terror and Venomous Smite. Neither one of us are wearing either of those sets that are Stabsworks, all right? I think our Stabsworks are very, like, fair builds, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah it's just stats. You know, we just have a lot of damage. Uh, that's stats, it. a lot of damage, no proc sets. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're kind of, yeah, kind of old school Stabsworks, if you will. Totally. Team, team, team Torque Sork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, dual stamps works always a good time. We're going to have to do that more often, I think. It's just, it's it's silly that it took took us this long to to do that. Yeah. For um, sure. Besides that, I've actually been spending quite a bit of time on my PvP main, my uh, stamina templar old Betsy. Really, I don't know even what I want to say about her other than still awesome, still amazing. <laughs> uh, my by far my favorite character to play with, no question. Uh, you know, as much fun as I'm talking about Despair and Sally and these others, they're awesome. And the Stam Sork, awesome. Uh, but man, I log in with Betsy and it's just total perfection. Uh, and she doesn't even necessarily get the best results of anyone. I think, honestly, my Stam Sork as a solo uh, character gets better results overall. But I don't know. It's just something about the way she plays and, and the, the finesse, uh, you know, the style. Uh, I don't know. There's something <laughs> about it. It's just It's just perfect. This this week was kind of the final, you know, Bet- old Betsy and and Tane, your your Stamsork, they were kind of running neck and neck there for a while. I was, I was getting a little worried on, you know, I don't know who his favorite is. Everybody can calm down, you know, you don't have to be on the edge of your seats anymore. Betsy has prevailed. She, <laughs> the truth <Always>. came out. <laughs> always, Betsy's, always. Old Betsy, still old Betsy. And her build has been the same for a while now. I, I've hardly changed anything about it for a few patches now. It's uh, Bone Pirate, Deadly Strikes, uh, Master Bow. So Deadly Strikes is only complete on the front bar with a with a maul, a two-handed maul. Uh, One Piece Molog Kenna and Ring of the Wild Hunt. Uh, she's an orc. Uh, she's super duper, super duper fast and has just a ton of damage. I think she has uh, in the ballpark of 5,000 weapon damage on her stat sheet. Uh, and that doesn't even reflect the master bow or the deadly strikes. Uh, so it's a, it's a lot of damage. Yeah. And, and with, with the extended ritual and the speed, she really, I mean, very self-sustainable can take care of herself. Uh, she really doesn't need, uh, support oh, yeah. really a whole lot. My favorite character to take into the solo queue for sure. Cause she's very self-sufficient. Doesn't matter what kind of team she ends up on. She's going to be able to find her place in that team and do her thing. And if she has a, just kind of go solo and do that too that's fine yep um all right so that's all we've been up to this week as far as news goes again not a lot going on this week um the community manager gina bruno she did make a forum post just saying that we are getting an incremental patch uh next week december 7th for pc 
uh, December 9th for consoles. They're going to be fixing a number of crashes, uh, refunding some missing skill points. There you go, Davius, although you probably don't even care by this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's long it's long gone. It yeah. But hey, you know, I'll take it. And then they say, quote, a few additional fixes. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, and then Gina also reminded us in the same post, uh, this was not on my radar, so I'm glad she mentioned it. Uh, the Undaunted event starts this Thursday, December 3rd. Um, so that'll be, you know, a g- good opportunity to get some new style motifs. And if you have some event tickets you've been sitting on, you know, the Impresario is going to be back. So you can see what's going on there. And, you know, so just don't don't sleep on the Undaunted event. It's like no. what, the day after tomorrow. Make or it if out. you're listening to this, it's probably today, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's right now. Uh, I, the only thing I would point out on this is that obviously it's good to see some some fixes scheduled and, and some patch things. The I think you know I think you'd agree with me on this, but the the biggest issues that that I'm running into right now is is those crashes those are crashes. still Oof, those bad. are a bummer and and there's been a little bit of uh, uh, I'm, I'm happy to use this word in here a little bit of wonky stuff going on with the BGQ the, yes. the past couple of day for uh, for us. So I hope that that gets fixed too. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm still having fun, but man, those times when like I get a crash mid battleground, I'm not having fun in those moments. To tell you that, so yeah, I hope we I, have less of that. The one that that, that stands out in my mind is is we were on a Des- despair bear claw. It was a super high MMR match, um, and you know it was kind of it was I think it was a death match too. Yeah, and it was it was really kind of our first. All right, like this is going to be the first real test. We we know all the people in this match. It's high MMR. Yeah, let's see what these two can do. And, and it was we going were, well. Like we were we hanging were in there. We were having well. to fight for it and struggle yes. for it, but it was working. And and man. then the crash hit. So I immediately crashed out of the game. And you're right. That was the first. You're totally right. That was like the first real match where we could feel good about whatever the results because we knew these are good players like we know these people ah man such a shame we'll have we'll have other matches like that though for sure okay so let's move on and talk about emails um guess what we do have an email this week i don't believe you (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting for you to say not (laughs) it's for real this time uh best episode ever this is an email from matt (laughs) Uh, Matt says, what's up guys? I joined the goons a while back and I enjoy the weekly dose of scroll talk. I'd love to hear your opinions on these build questions. Uh, so we'll just go through these questions one at a time here. He has like three or four questions here. Uh, so number one, the frost mage dilemma. Uh, he says, uh, I have one, even though I know it's not optimized and there are a handful of frost related sets. Uh, for example, I see conjurer, winterborn, Isgrimoire, winter's respite. How would you build a frost mage? Do you go Magcro or Magden? Davis, what do you think? My first initial thought on this is I lean towards Magden. If we're really being true to this kind of frost mage idea, uh, I just think that that a, a magical warden really kind of fits that bill better than a, a yeah. magical necromancer. They're the only class that actually has an entire skill line dedicated to a frost theme. Yeah, if right. you're gonna tell me if you're gonna tell me frost mage, then I'm thinking permafrost and northern storm have to be at the center of it. That's just my first initial thoughts on that. You you gotta. That's what I would be building around. That's kind of what I f- would focus on. I agree. I mean, warden is obviously the closest fit, just because I mean, 
Necromancer, as far as I know, they just have that graveyard ability that deals frost damage. It doesn't even really look like frost to me, uh, but that's it. I think I don't think they have any other source of frost damage. I don't really associate frost mage with a necromancer. Yeah, um, I think I'm right there with you. It just it, it, with the net with a magcro, I really think more of like you you know kind of your despair. Like this is there's a lot of bones. There's a lot of this decay CC. I don't really think frost mage, so to speak. Now, let's talk about these sets that you name off here. So, Icy Conjurer, Winterborn, Isgrimor, Winter's Respite. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through these here. Winter's Respite, I think that one just gets disqualified on a technicality because it doesn't actually... I know it looks like Frost, but it doesn't do any Frost-like things, right? It, it's, a heal, it's a heal. It's a heal. It's a heal over time. So, if we're making a Frost Mage... You know, I want to. I want these effects to actually do something frost-related, like slow people down or immobilize them, uh, stuff like that. You have some high standards. <laughs> yeah, we're making a frost mage, not a frost healer, right? Uh, but I guess if you wanted to make uh, a healer, like a frost-themed healer, then that's an obvious choice for sure. Yeah. Uh, I also think Isgrimor's birthright goes right out the window, uh, and I'll tell you why. That's tough. For, that's tough for me to hear. Well, I, you know, you know, I hold some anger towards that set, anyways, because Isgrimor, lore-wise, one of the coolest Nords ever, and he got stuck with this set, which just I you got a bad I set. Happened. I don't know what happened. So it gives you what, like four hundred uh, spell damage to your frost damage abilities. Um, the thing is, it's going to be really difficult to put together an actual viable build that only deals frost damage. You're going to at yeah. least need another ability or two that deals some other kind of damage, right? Your your warden is going to have sub-assault. Uh, your necromancer mm-hmm. is going to have blast bones. Those don't deal frost damage. Uh, and so if you're if you're using Iskrabor, your hardest hitting abilities, the abilities that make for the biggest part of your DPS, um, just talking from like a PvE standpoint, it's not going to be benefiting from it at all. You'd be doing more overall DPS if you were to use Julianos or Mother Sorrow, just some standard damage set. Uh, and Isgamore doesn't give you any kind of visual effect that makes you look like a Frost Mage or anything like that. So if you if you decide to use Julianos instead, you get more overall DPS and you're not really losing out on that Frost Mage theme because Isgamore isn't giving you that anyway. So nothing good about Isgamore. Don't use it. <laughs> the set, not the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Winterborn, very good set. That's the one you deal frost damage, and it summons uh, a pillar out of the ground that does a pretty decent amount of AOE damage, uh, and it also snares people while they're standing in it. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, proc set. I've seen some pretty effective PvP builds use that for sure. Um, so Winterborn, I think, yeah, for sure. That, that's a great one to use. Uh, and then Icy Conjurer, I know we just got done saying that, um, you know, I don't really associate Magic and Necromancer with Frost Mage, but if you did want to make a Frost Necromancer, this is the set right here. It, it summons uh, an Ice Wraith that deals Frost damage. It deals a ton of damage, too, by the way. Um, so that would be a perfect choice, I think, for a, a Necromancer Frost Mage, if that if that is what you wanted to do. Um, but otherwise, I don't really. I know it's technically it deals frost damage, but it, it doesn't really give me the the sense of, of a frost mage. If I were to see that frost, isn't really the first thing I think of. You know, I th- I'm thinking of a necromancer actually. Yeah. 
So one set I want to bring up here, or I have a couple of sets I want to bring up here, but the main one is uh, Elemental Succession. Uh, if you're looking at Isgrimoire and thinking, man, I wish it was just a little bit better, take a look at Elemental Succession. Um, so it's a it's a light armor magicka set. The five piece, uh, whenever you deal flame shock or frost damage, you gain 492 spell, spell damage for that element for four seconds. Um, and that can happen every four seconds, and you can have all three of those elements active at once. So it gives you more damage than Isgrimoire does. It also does have a visual effect. Whenever it procs and you get that bonus to that elemental effect, you, you see a visual effect on your character, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, you also, you what's cool about this set, you don't have to use all three elements. It's like equally effective if you use one, two, or all three elements. Uh, so that's, you're not missing out on any damage if you just stick to frost and frost only. So that's really, really nice. Um, and your other abilities benefit from it, right? Like your blast bones deals flame damage. It's going to get that 492 spell damage uh, uh, from, from elemental succession. It's nice. Um, so that's, I think, like Elemental Succession and Winterborn would be like a pretty good uh, start there. Maybe put the Iceheart monster set on there, even though it kind of sucks now, but it's still usable, <laughs> you know. I, I, I actually, now that you mentioned, I would actually agree with that. Maybe the Elemental Succession and Winterborn, I would probably throw maybe like um, the Dragonstar Arena staff, the, the Destruction staff, maybe to get. Um, some, oh yeah, the the master staff just yes. for a little extra damage, little master frost staff. That yeah, could be, that maybe could be maybe do that for a little extra damage so that and then just kind of stack like you you know like as you kind of oh, mentioned, yeah. stack all that damage up, pop your your northern storm or your permafrost. And I just bet uh, elemental succession and winterborn. I bet they're both back barable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could you could really make something happen there. So now there we, we go. Something. We just theory so crafted we're making, a frost we're making mage. frost mages this week. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> um, yeah, although Ice Heart, Ice Heart's not amazing, but that's like the only ice themed monster set. I think in PVE, it's not the worst set. It, it's useful if you're making a PvP build. Don't do Ice Heart. Just do anything else. Yeah, I think that's why I lean more towards that staff. Is that there's not really a frost monster set, so that gives you kind of a prime opportunity to. To find one of those arena weapons to or to do Malakath instead of a monster set that would be really good. Yeah, Malakath always works. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to juice up that Winterborn proc that would work. That would work really yep. well. Okay, that's question number one. Question number two. Uh, Matt says I read an interesting blog one time about a Sork tank. I love off-meta builds, uh, Jolting Arms, Thunderbug. I'd love to hear what two vet players have to say about the meme Shock Tank. So. I was thinking about this question earlier today, and it's a it's a weird one. What here's how I think about these kinds of builds. If I'm making a Sork tank, I'm I'm thinking about okay, this build has to have some kind of value, right? Other than just being for funsies, which is that's valid, but you also have to it has to be good at something, right? Mm -hmm. um, you got to accomplish something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're already choosing to go off meta, which is great. That's that's totally awesome. Uh, but but you have to accept the fact that you're not going to be bringing to the table all the things that a meta tank will be bringing to the table. So what you have to do is figure out what what is it that I am bringing to the table and then really focus on that and just be better at that than anyone else, right? So mm -hmm. if I'm making a Sork tank and I'm trying to think of what is it that I can bring to, a ta to the table 
like a, like a shock tank that, uh, what is it that I could bring to the table that a regular tank doesn't? I think it's probably just more damage for the group, more AOE damage for the group. It's yeah. probably going to be the main thing. Um, I think I would probably make like basically a mag sork that's pretty tanky and do like a, a lightning staff on the back bar and a sword and shield on the front bar. Uh, the Thunderbug set, it seems all right. When you take physical damage, you deal almost 5,000 shock damage in a five meter radius around you with a three second cooldown. I think that could work actually pretty well. Um, jolting arms, I'm not sure about that one though. When you, when you block an attack, you charge your arms, increasing your physical resistance by 4620 for six seconds. Uh, and then your next bash attack will deal an extra 3513 damage. I don't, I don't love that because it's um it's really mostly just like a selfish like make me tankier kind of set. The mm-hmm. the the extra damage you get from your bash is negligible, I would say. And it's pretty easy to be tanky, pretty easy to be survivable in PvE. Like I'm thinking of a PvE tank. I yeah. guess that's a that's something I should say right off the bat. Not I'm not thinking of PvP at all for this build. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't want to do anything like that for PvP. Any any just straight up tank build in PvP is very it's going to be very difficult to make that effective or, or worthwhile in PvP. I mean, it can be done, but kind of <laughs> like you said, you got you have to really, you know, what are you doing for the team? And if you're just a straight tank, you've you you got to have something else you're offering. This is a slight detour, but there's a there's a period in time. I, I need to go back and find, like, what, the, what day it was because there's, like, a cutoff at point where we used to say, like straight tanks are not useful in PvP. And we would just make like a straight <laughs> statement like that. But then there was this one time. There that we was saw one this, time. We saw this, everything. we saw this Nightblade tank in a battleground one time that was super duper effective. We've never seen anything like it before or since. That dude was body yeah. blocking everything from our entire team. Somehow he was just always at the right place at the right time to take all of our damage. And he could not die. This guy he was, could not he die. Was, He was unkillable. And Um, he was absorbing so many blows. He had the uh, skeleton uh, polymorph, which somehow made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) He was just spam jumping. He was always jumping. Jumping up and down and just... I don't In know. He face. just had a, had a great situational awareness. Like he would see one of his teammates getting focused and he would just interject himself right in the middle of that conflict. And like, he just couldn't get around him. It was, it was wild. That one, that one person changed the whole stat. <laughs> yeah. Other, unless you're that guy, I would say don't take a tank uh, into PVP. <laughs> it's a yes, exactly. limited usefulness. Um, but yeah, for, for PvE, it could be really great. I would think of it as being my dungeon farming build, I think. Like if I'm putting a character together and I'm trying to farm a dungeon, I would use this build so that I can uh, queue as a tank, get those nice mm-hmm. fast queue times, and then those I have some extra damage to help that those dungeon runs go nice and smooth, even if I have poor DPS. My thoughts on this initially, I you know, I am right there with you. I love off-meta builds. I think we both have a love for those. Uh, so anytime we're off meta, I'm all for it. Any, you know, especially if we can make it effective. Um, the first thing I, I had very similar thoughts to you, the, the thunderbug seems to work well, the jolting arms kind of, uh, that's, if I had to make some changes, that'd probably be the one that I would change. Um, uh, the set that kind of came to my mind, if, if we're going off meta and going with this unique style tank, uh, I had kind of the same thoughts, you know, if you're going to be a Sork tank, you're probably going to want to have some AOE damage or something, you know, something where you're melting mobs quicker than a regular tank would be. Um, and the set that came to my mind is that this would be, 
I think, a great build to throw that Radiant Bastion on. Um, that's that new set that the five piece is that uh, you actually, uh, all the damage you take, you deal it back. Uh, 10% of the damage you take goes back to the attacker. Okay. Um, and I think that that, with this build, could could make a lot of sense. You've got a lot of AoE going on, and if all these mobs and bosses are hitting you, you're taking all this damage and just dealing, kind of dealing it right back. And it kind of just... Uh, goes along with kind of that AOE. I, I haven't tested that set, so maybe the damage wouldn't be enough. And I know it, it has like a damage cap, but you know, if we're way off meta, we're already out there. That's that's the one that popped in my mind. The one that <laughs> the one that popped in my head uh, is uh, Overwhelming Surge, which uh, mm-hmm. is a light light armor set that I use on a on a mag DK. But you could use it on a tank. You could run uh, jewelry and weapons, and then say use Thunderbug on the body, so you could still be a, a heavy armor build. Um, and overwhelming surge, it deals uh, AOE shock damage, uh, and it and it restores. I think fifteen uh, percent of the damage it does. It does. It restores as magicka to you. Um, and so that could be perfect, actually. As a sork, you could use, um, say, dark exchange. And as you're getting that magicka return, you can exchange that magicka for stamina to you know restore your stamina pool for blocking and breaking free and all that kind of stuff. That could actually synergize really well. It has that mm-hmm. shock theme. That might be yeah. a really good setup right there. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> that, is that would work really well. So there you go. Uh, overwhelming surge on the jewelry and weapons. Thunderbug on all the right. body. Uh, I don't we, know. We have our tank. Set. We have a frost mage for DPS. We're putting this thing together. This is our group. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, Matt's third question: What's another off-meta build you've been tempted to build recently? Um, Davis, I'm going to let you have this one because I don't really have any great answers right now. So take it away. So first of all, I feel like I have to admit: if anybody could see my in-game bank, I am I am the equivalent of an ESO hoarder. I <laughs> I hold on to items for this very thing that I think, oh, maybe this would be a cool build. I know that I'm not going to actually put it together, but I can't quite bring myself to get rid of it. Uh, it's a true problem I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's there's a, there's a whole bunch of things I could think kind of kind of go with this question, but. Um, the ones that are, are probably to the forefront and the most on the front of my mind, uh, one that I've mentioned in the past is this ultimate support build. Uh, I still would love to put this together just to test to see if it would work. Uh, I don't have it all worked out. It's not a full complete build, but uh, the idea is that it's a it's an ultimate generating build, but not only does it generate ultimate for itself, it would also generate ultimate for the entire team. That would be its actual support, probably on a support healing character, but... It's a cool idea. Um, yeah, I would really like, you know, the idea of it is the the five uh, five piece arcasis genius, which is that one whenever you drink a a potion or use a potion, uh your you and three of your teammates get 44 ultimate. It's got a 30 second cooldown. Um and then the other five piece would be this Craglin's how, and that's whenever you an enemy that you damage dies. Uh it gives a synergy and whenever a teammate uses that synergy, that teammate and you get 12 ultimate, and that has a 20-second cooldown. Um, so some long cooldowns there, so I don't know if it would work, but that's that's one build that has been uh, on the front of my mind for a while now. I'd love to put that together someday just to see, because if, if that could effectively work and give this team where they're just alt-dumping constantly, uh, I just think that would be a really cool support build idea. That could be cool. Yeah, the, the last kind of... Um 
real out there build I was experimenting with, I think was kind of a failure was my Sork trying to use the uh, Ring of the Pale Order to fuel his uh, heals to the team. Mm-hmm. Like he was using that along with Redistributor. So the idea was he would do damage and that damage would heal himself. Uh, and then when he overheals himself with that, it would proc Redistributor to heal his teammates. And then the, and then he was also wearing a uh, spell Power Cure. So that would proc spell Power Cure on them as well. Um, neat idea. And it mechanically did work, but it just the effectiveness was not very good, I didn't think. So... Just not quite strong enough. Yeah, it just wasn't very strong. I have the fear that that would be my ultimate build set. (laughs) It would theoretically work, but it wouldn't quite generate enough ultimate to to work because those cooldowns are a little bit long. I bet if you had some some DKs in the group, though, they they wouldn't mind at all. (laughs) They would love. They they would love to eat right up with that person. (laughs) Uh, Matt's last question. He says, "By the way, do you both have vampires? I know it's deplorably bad in BGs, but have you considered leveling one just to experiment with the playstyle?" Well, Davius, I know you considered it at one time, didn't you? Oh yeah, uh, built an entire character for it. Uh, that was when uh, pre pre Graymore, uh, you know, when they first announced Graymore wasn't out yet. You know, it was kind of announced as this. You're like, oh right, boy, is, these vampire yeah, changes are coming! I can't they, wait. I'm going to make a, a character just for it. I was so hyped for it. I, you <laughs> know, it was all about the vampires. This was going to be a vampire expansion. I actually. Before the set even came out, I went and bought a full set of the Vampire Lord set uh, just because I don't even remember what it used to do, but it used to, it, it was a very vampire focused set. And so in my mind, I said, all right, surely they're going to buff this to the yeah, sky. Something, right. Something's going to happen to this set and I'm going to have my set ready. I'm going to build this vampire. It's going to be awesome. Uh, bought the set. They made changes, built a character and... I mean, just flat. That was the that was the best way I could explain that character. And I think you really explained it maybe the best. It kind of enlightened me to what had happened is that with these changes and, and especially with the Vampire Lord set, it kind of forces this tunnel vision for the vampire build. Like if you really want to have a true vampire build, you kind of have to go all in on the vampire build. You're going all in on the the cost reduction for the vampire ability, vampire abilities, and then at the same time, <laughs> I did this, and there's just no damage there. Uh, there's tankiness there, but even the tankiness is kind of uh, taken away a little bit because your abilities are costing your health, and so it's not really quite as tanky as I thought it would be. Um, the vampire ultimate is cool, um, but to me, it it and this is just my personal opinion. It just it just was kind of a lesser bone goliath, you know, if you were going to go that style. Uh, and I, I built, for my vampire, I built it as a necromancer. It just made more sense to go with, with bone goliath than it did the, the vampire ult, if I, unless I was this specific vampire build. So, you know, I'm super bummed and disappointed with uh, how vampire <laughs> has turned out. It went from seriously, literally every one of my Magicka characters, except one, my, my Mag Warden. They were all vampires, uh, and now none of them are. And I even was holding out my Magblade. I was like, all right, just for RP purposes, I want at least him to be a vampire. But as time went on, it just became more and more difficult to even justify keeping it on him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the answer for me right now is I'm not really considering 
yeah. having a vampire right I, now. Now I will yeah, say I don't though, have one and, and, and don't consider to have one for the future. Yeah. I will say though that um, not everyone feels that way. Uh, and especially sure. right now, I am seeing some vampires in battlegrounds. You, I mean, look around. In most BGs, you'll see at least a couple of people just spamming Mistform and just basically hanging out in Mistform the entire time. So I think Mistform alone is, is a very strong draw to vampirism. A lot of people want to be a vampire just so they can use that ability and nothing else. Um, and it's very, very strong, a uh, very strong ability. But I think... It is more viable now simply because we've gotten some massive sustain buffs this patch and that I think quite a bit softens the blow of having those uh, sustained debuffs that you get from being a vampire. Um, so for that reason, I think we're seeing more vampires right now. Um, I've also seen quite a few people utilizing that invisibility from sprinting. I've seen a lot of non-nightblades uh, popping in and out of stealth like that. Um, so it's out there. It's definitely out there. And some people are finding some good utility with it. Um, it's just, it's not for me. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a perfect way to say it. It's not, not for me either. I, I, I had a, a high hopes for it and then was excited for it. Just not, uh, not for me with how it turned out. Yeah. So there you go with that. Uh, in closing, Matt says, keep up the solid pod boys. Not sure what a pod boy is, but thanks, Matt. Uh, we'll look into that. Though. We'll look into the pod boys. Um, so uh, Matt mentioned having recently joined the goons. He's referring to our guild, Stoons Goons. Uh, well, I guess actually, let me back up. Uh, Matt emailed us at our email address, scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an I N, no G. Um, send us a joke, ask us a question, ask us to dive deeper onto something we've talked about before, really whatever you like, as long as you're friendly. Um, now about Stoons Goons, it's our guild. <laughs> you just wanted um, to say Stoons more. I get it. I yeah. Get it. I just want to say Stoons again. Stoons. Stoons. Um, it's our guild on PCNA. We're primarily a social guild with a bit of a PVP focus. Uh, we're pretty much never not in Discord talking about builds and swapping memes and just being goofy. Um, we have a goon night, what we call a goon night, once or twice a week where we all just get together, whoever's available, and we do some sort of PvP-related activity. Uh, and we just kind of hang out and have a good time. It's very chill, very non-toxic. So if you're interested, uh, send us an email, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up in-game. I'm at Ketsparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. One last thing. I just want to give a, sh- I got to give a, a shout out to Matt. Uh, just want to express, you know, we have a lot of fun when people send us emails and, and ask us these kind of questions. You know, we always talk about how much we love theory crafting and things like that so i gotta give a shout out to matt that's a lot of fun a lot of fun with those questions oh yeah it's exactly our kind of email too just ask us to talk about builds oh you'll get us going you want to get us talking ask us about builds and that that's how you do it right there yeah you want a three-hour podcast that's how you get a three-hour podcast uh all right i think that's going to do it we're going to get out of here thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time Three.
two, one. Boom. Boom, shaka, malaka. Nice. <laughs> We're going to add that on. Eventually, it's just going to be like a 10-minute <laughs> long I was just like, about ritual. to say that. What if that ritual <laughs> just turns into like 20 minutes long of uh, just us gibberish talking back and forth? It'll just, be three, boom. two, one, snap, boom, shaka, malaka, donka, bunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just 10 minutes of us just monotone saying all of this gibberish and then we're like yeah. okay yep now and we're then, ready to right. go i think we're ready to get it started we, we have ocd for sure <laughs> uh, welcome to the ocd podcast